Hello guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Natural Physique podcast and today we have a, another very special guest on. Um, we have Harry on. Um, Harry, you won the WMBF Worlds in 2021, but not just your class, you won the overall, so you won the, the whole thing. Um, it's a pleasure having you on, Harry, um, and yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, excited. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I want to just start maybe just a little intro to yourself, how you got into to lifting, um, how you got into competing. If you could uh, just give the, the listeners a little bit of a, a brief summary. It doesn't have to be too long. Yeah, so it could be long if I want it it to be basically, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm basically daddy Ranson. I've been in the game for a while now, lifting since I was 16. So that's coming up 16 years ago now. Um, first did my first competition in 2012, uh, competed in 2014, 2016, and then 2021. So I had a big, big break. Um, you know, obviously you had like COVID and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually started off in kind of the fitness model competition is what they were used to be called before it was men's physique. This is actually before the 2013 first men's physique Olympia. Yeah. Um, and then I moved into natural bodybuilding um so i competed a couple of shows there i won a show uh with the mpa that was with the mpa um yeah. and then yeah and then i just kind of wanted to get back involved in 2021 in men's physique because there wasn't any when i mean you did did you do the ukbf no is it UK? Uh, no it wasn't. yeah ukdfba ukdfba that was it yeah. yeah um they started like the men's physique um or i think um and I, I, I kept wanting to get involved in that, but I just, I ended up waiting until 2021, which, yeah. Fair play. Yeah, I think with COVID and that as well, I th originally I'd planned to compete in, I did 2019 and then I was going to compete the next year, um, but obviously COVID kind of put a stop to that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, and so you've been competing for quite a while, like, um, and obviously you you competed with um who, who did, what was the first federation you competed with so the first federation was i don't even know if they're going anymore it's miami yeah. pro oh yeah yeah i've heard of that you remember yeah. and, and it was yeah. like it was it was called like the fitness model category yeah and it was kind of like the um the wbff you know you've kind yeah. of got it's it's not just about your physique but also like the whole look and stuff as well and that was my first kind of intro into competing. I think I came second in that in my class. But again, it is it's just a different, it's very different. Um yeah. and then it, and then I kind of realized it's like, okay, you they don't do drug testing here. So that's why I then switched over to natural bodybuilding yeah. when I competed with the MPA. And I I actually competed against Charlie. In, in natural bodybuilding who has now oh, yeah. gone on to become a pro he, he won he the, my... the worlds as well the overall yeah so he, he yeah. took my title um yeah <laughs> so i competed <laughs> against him in natural bodybuilding and also steve hall yeah um so i competed against both of those guys in the same competition that was i think 2014 or 2016 2014 i think yeah oh wow so i mean it has been a long time i mean when I, I'm still very new to this game, like when I hear, I've had even David, um, the last time on, he said he competed back in, can't remember, 2016, something like, I started 2019, so um, mm, yeah, uh, although a I'm a bit time. older, I'm, I'm yeah. very new to this scene, so, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's epic. Um, yeah, I remember the, is it the Miami, um, Miami Pro Show? Um, I think that is still going now, I remember, um, 
there's a guy from uh, I don't know if you ever watched that show, Jordy Shore. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a uh, Joe Corey is a DJ. Yeah, right, yeah, he's well. a DJ now. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he did it. Right. I remember him being on it. Yeah, and I remember yeah. watching his like videos on YouTube, and I actually think mm. I, I remember watching it, and he did like a, a day in the life type video with like prepping his meals and going to the gym and it's like mm-hmm. oh maybe this is something I, i'm gonna do at some point but um yeah yeah uh, it was quite funny um but that's ultimately then... how i got into it was actually watching matt ogus oh yeah um yeah. and oh, and then cool. i was actually coached by eric helms for about three years well um back in 2014 that sort of time and again it was the same sort of thing you know you get ultimately get influenced you think oh that sounds cool and you know you you start to follow the same thing don't you yeah exactly yeah I think that's it like a lot of um a lot of guys I know who who've got into this is watching some of the OG guys on on YouTube like Matt Ogus and uh and eventually just finding a, a passion for it and a love for it so and that's really cool. When when did you actually start like getting serious about going to the gym and, and lifting? So uh, the first time I went to the gym is on my 16th birthday. I remember it because yeah. like, you couldn't go to the gym until you were 16 and you could only go in at the time. You could only go in at certain times and you like there had to be a gym instructor there and things like that. Um, so it was 16 um, when I started. And then I remember going on a Again, I'm going to pull all the names out of the hat here. Uh, a Rob Rich's workshop. Right. Okay. Um, so I went on a workshop of his when I must have been, I think, maybe 19 years old. And that's when I started kind of getting into it a little bit more. Yeah. So I didn't start with the vision of like, I want to compete. I just started, you know, I just wanted to get in shape. And, I'm, you know, yeah, and then I quickly became like the gym guy at college. Um, you know the guy that went to the gym everyone else was out drinking I used to you know go out still go out and still have a few drinks here and there as as I do now yeah I was a little bit more serious about the gym than a lot of other people um so that's yeah that's where it started that's epic that's epic and before I get into your obviously I want to talk about your your 2021 seasons that's when you won your WMBF pro card um and and maybe your plans for future you you are a coach yourself right so Um, mm-hmm. did you kind of fall you know fall in love with training and then gym and then naturally just kind of progress on to being a coach or did you do something completely different did you go to uni or or do something else no so I didn't actually go to uni um I so when I was like like I said I, I went to college and you know I was getting people asking me you know can I have help with this can I have help, yeah. help with that um and me and a couple of my other friends were you know into the gym and I think we were about it was early 20s and we opened up a personal training studio so it's a private personal training studio friend of a friend had some space we kind of rented it off of him and we basically set up a personal training studio that started to grow and you know we it I've run that for about I want to say five years maybe Mm -hmm. um you know did really well and then um, I spent uh, about 18 months actually in India. We were very random, uh, but I yeah. spent 18 months in India training some of the Bollywood stars out in India um, and things like that. And got a couple of them got onto the front cover of Men's Health, which is really cool. Um, and then when I came back, I had a bit of a fallout with one of the other guys just because yeah. we wanted the business to go in different directions. You know, I was probably yeah, a bit yeah. bitter at the time, but looking back at it in hindsight, it's like we just wanted different things from the business. Yeah. So I ended up leaving that and going into full-time online. Right. Um, and that was in 2016. So I've been doing cool. full-time online since 2016. 
since since then. That is mm-hmm. epic. It's um it's cool to see someone that's actually just come from you know going to the gym, loving the gym, and then like just coaching throughout as well. Um, and like that's really epic. He went to India and he actually um trained some uh, Bollywood actors to be on. I, I never knew any of this, but that is that is so cool. It's a very surreal experience. I was 21 at the time. I was living at home and I had this guy contact me. He's actually the owner of uh, Body Power, yeah. Body Power Expo. Wow. And he had some contacts out in, in India. And I was 21 at the time and he messaged me saying, oh, do you fancy as this job in India? And I was yeah. like, is, is this like a scam? Is this like a joke? And anyway, kind of went through. And I think... Maybe two weeks later, I was on a plane uh, and then ended up, I was only supposed to be there for six weeks and then ended up being there for about 18 months on and off. That's um, crazy. Yeah, yeah it, it was a it was a crazy time being yeah. early 20s, training Bollywood actors. I definitely felt like an imposter, but got the result at the end of the day. You know, I I, I helped the guys and and yeah, so that, that was a surreal experience. Yeah, it's amazing because um, obviously you have like a lot of years of experience now coaching, not only coaching, competing. Do you s- still sometimes get that sort of imposter syndrome coming through a little bit where you're like, oh, I, I'm sort of, I don't know. I, I sometimes get it myself, but. Yeah, not not so much anymore. Um, I think because I make sure that I, you know, the, the clients that I'm working with, I know you know I, I kind of vet them first yeah you know yeah. if someone comes to me and, and you know they've just had a baby or whatever I'm I'm probably not going to coach them because them on, yeah if I was to coach them I would definitely have that imposter syndrome because it's like I don't know what I'm doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so I yeah I, I think now because I with the type of people I work with I, I just make sure that I, I know what I'm doing first yeah. um yeah, before no, I take absolutely. them on yeah and, and um what sort of clientele do you do you sort of work with now so most of the time I work with a lot of coaches actually um yeah. I work with a lot of personal trainers and coaches but a because they want to you know get in shape themselves you know they want to take it to the next level but b because they want to learn from someone that's been doing it for like a, over a decade yeah yeah you know so they they want to know you know how I run things and, and stuff like that um but generally it does tend to be people of that caliber where they're probably intermediate and they're wanting to go advanced. So yeah. it's very rarely is it a rank beginner. You yeah. Know? It's normally people who are like, right, I'm I'm dedicated to go to the gym. I'm happy to do this with my meal prep and all that sort of stuff. I just don't really know what I'm doing to get to that next level. So sure. generally that's how we market our kind of business is just like, right, it's people who I don't need to motivate you. I'm not here to kind of message you every day and say, go to the gym, go to the gym or do this, do that. They just need the information. Yeah. If you don't already follow follow Harry on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Um, I guess I'll put your your handle in my uh, bio, yeah. but um, you, you provide some really good like educational content. And it's like, you know, it's quite hard to display um, or, or present a lot of information on um on Instagram but I think you do that in a really like nice bite-sized succinct way in your post so go ahead and and follow them on there um but yeah that was super interesting to hear about your uh how you became a coach and like the whole going over to India it's amazing how sometimes just random opportunities like that present themselves to you um I guess I could say I had maybe something similar, but I never jumped on the opportunity because I wasn't passionate enough about doing it. But um, someone came to me about uh, coaching someone in Dubai 
um, and I decided not to do it. It was not really for me at the time, but it's amazing to see where that can lead you to, you know, mm. going to going to India, co- coaching like Bollywood stars. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, so you ha- you won your pro card, your WMBF pro card in uh, 2021. You won that at the Worlds. There isn't probably a better place to win it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So talk to me about your 2021 season. How did that start? Um, and obviously, I, we know that we know the conclusion of that season. But just talk to, talk to us about the Worlds as well. Yeah, so I'll go back a bit. So I'd, I'd competed 2012, 2014, 2016. So I was on this kind of like two year cycle. Mm. And then it got to 2018. I was like, right, I'm going to do a prep this year. I think it was going to be with the UK DFBA. I'm going to do that. Because again, that was the only natural men's physique. Um, so I was like, right, I'll do that. And then I think I just ended up like booking a holiday or something and just ended up like sacking it off. And I did the same in 2019. And I was like, right, no, 2020, 2020, I'm going to do it. And then it was COVID and then 2021 came around and I was like, right, I need to like, you know, knuckle down and do it because it's something yeah. I want to do. Um, I'm getting on a bit. Um, and I was like, right, I just need to. And and to be honest with you, I was really sort of nervous about doing it because I think you mentioned it on one of your other podcasts with um, with Joshua David about, you know, when you're seeing people on Instagram and, you know, they're, they're in the good lighting and they got a pump on and things like that. And yeah. I was just kind of like looking at these people like, wow, these people are massive and shredded and I don't know how I'm going to do it. So mm. beginning of 2021, I actually prepped for a photo shoot. So, you, you know, you, I know you've done photo shoots yeah. for business and stuff like that. I tend to do them every couple of years um just to get like more content and things like that so I did that and I got I think that was May 2021 and then I was like right well I'm already kind of most of the way there I'm going to take a little bit of time off so I think I took four to six weeks off and then I was like right I'm going to prep now for October yeah and again this just goes to show like kind of how apprehensive I was I didn't mention it to anyone yeah. You know, I, I rocked up on the day and I saw Steve Hall again. I've, I've known Steve Hall for about 10 years now. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were coming. Yeah. Um, and and the reason why I did that, honestly, is because if I didn't do well, I, I wouldn't have been embarrassed about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just didn't say anything. And normally, like I would, you know, document my prep like a lot of people do. And I was just like, I'm not going to say anything because like if I rock up and I would like don't even place and I could just sort of like scuttle out the back door and yeah you know I don't have to tell anyone I don't have to be embarrassed about it so that's kind of how that sort of transpired and then obviously did the competition in um, October um came second against Josh we tied on the scorecard um I think he deserved to win it to be fair yeah. like I you know I, I I didn't feel like bitter or twisted I was just glad to have placed to be quite honest with yeah, you like yeah. I, I wasn't actually going in to you know, obviously it would have been great to win it. And then obviously the opportunity to go to Worlds, I was just like, yeah, you've got to do it. Because yeah. in my mind, I was just like, I had the same sort of expectation where I was like, even if I don't do well, it's still an opportunity to represent your country in a way. And in this opportunity to go Vegas, like, yeah. you know, it, even know. if you don't do that well, it's like, it's a nice little break. It's a nice little holiday. So why not just do it? Yeah. Um, so knuckled down for a couple of weeks, obviously, because it wasn't that long between it was like it was only like three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't long at all. Um and yeah, and just like everything went really well. Everything was just really kind of like chilled. And I think actually going in it with with not a huge expectation really helped me. 
because I was I wasn't stressed at all yeah. about yeah. it, you know, and and that's that's one of the things I know you've asked some of the other guys like what my recommendation for you know new competitors and stuff would be, and like that's just one of the things like not stressing, trying yeah. not to stress. I know it's it's easier said than done, but I was just like just just go out and enjoy it and not really expect much, and yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah. It's, it's quite cool it's amazing actually because i was speaking same sort of sort of conversation with david uh, when he was on it's amazing how that you can quickly flick that switch from being in that state of being really high pressure to super relaxed um mm. and it happened a few times during my season in 2021 you know um i i put i put a lot of pressure on myself for um the WNBF show, um, the one mm. in Birmingham, the, the Supernatural, the one that we were talking about, um, but not as much as I did for the Wilds because it was like, that was my first opportunity. My goal was to try and get a pro card. Um, first opportunity there, just missed out. It was like, oh, well, I did really well. And then I went to Worlds. I'm like, shit, I just put so much pressure on myself. And mm. it's it's not as an, an enjoyable experience. Like if, if there's a way to just kind of switch off and try and relax, find that way because it just makes the, the whole experience a lot more enjoyable mm-hmm. yeah i i think with with competing how many times have you heard people say and, and we see it at the pro level as well where people look amazing like the week before a show they look yeah. incredible and then it just all goes to pot basically yeah. and, I, and i think you know i think a lot of that is because people like try to do too much on their peak weeks and they just try and manipulate too many things and they get it wrong but i also think it's a lot of it's to do with just the, the overall stress levels absolutely of, of yeah. people you know and they, they're just stressing themselves out and it's like if you kind of you know apart from the fact that you are covered in fake tan and glaze and whatnot if you can try and treat it like any other day then you're going to look as good as you did a week ago yeah a week before the competition but i think it's where people like get themselves amped up they don't sleep very well the night before yeah you know they're, they're stressed out and it, it, it can have such a huge impact on the way you look more than i think people think and yeah yeah i think that's a, it's like remembering it is it is just a show at the end of the day as well like um mm. You know, although it means like a lot to you and, and you're often when you're on prep, you're you are in this little bubble. Like mm-hmm. it's the show, everything is geared towards that show. Life outside of you kind of stops a little bit. It's something I say to first timers, don't let life outside stop. Continue with mm-hmm. your normal life because once um once that show's over, like you're gonna be back into kind of normal living and reality. So um yeah, I think people can put a lot pressure on themselves and it's probably stress has a massive impact on the final look yeah and I think it does cover like experience as well like I said I've been doing it for years and yeah uh you know I I, so I've done lots of shows I've made the mistakes you know I've eaten way too much food after a show you know and and you kind of each show you do just gets progressively better so yeah exactly yeah. yeah um but um yeah talk uh talk through your experience in uh Vegas um and you kind of winning winning the, the overall there yeah I mean it, it's funny because you, you're backstage and you're you're kind of seeing everyone you're kind of eyeing everyone up and you but you the, the thing is you can't see yourself yeah so you, you're kind of you don't really know how you're stacking up against people because you're just looking at everyone and I'm looking at everyone behind and obviously everyone's qualified to be there everyone's in amazing shape and 
yeah you you just you don't know how everyone's looking so you've just got to kind of go out and and give it your best obviously um we did the the medium class I think I was quite fortunate in a way to not that I think it would have necessarily changed anything but like the way that the numbers I was lined up I was almost in the center from the start yeah yeah and I think that helped um and then the guy so there's a guy from Japan he then got pulled into the center and he was great he was um, very good you know he he was he was the kind of it was kind of the thing where I was I've got the video of the of the um medium class yeah and to be honest, like if he'd won it and I got second, I wouldn't have argued with it, to be quite honest with you. Like, I think I, I think I deserve to win it. But at the same time, like ultimately, it it could have been a toss up, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah. And and that's the way that I and I think that's why I'm a little bit more chilled about um, competing and stuff, because I realized that, do you know what? He could have won it. He could have won it. It was the same with Josh when we competed. Like, yeah, we, we, we got slightly different physiques and ultimately it depends on what they want on the day you know are, exactly. are they looking for like a harder look or a rounder look or whatever yeah um so yeah so I mean it, that was a phenomenal experience just sort of standing there obviously you got called um for your trophy and yeah. then I was like wow I've got top three here and then it was literally just the two of like the three of us and then that guy got yeah. called from moves from Hawaii and then it was just me and this other guy I was like there's absolutely no way <laughs> yeah. there is absolutely no way I'm getting called up here then they said 211 I was like oh my god and then it was like do you know what? Job done. Pro card. Don't care now what the situation is here. Yeah. Um, and then I was up against two Spanish guys in the overall. And that was interesting because I, again, I was in the middle from the start. Yeah. And then there was a point where they did a change and they literally changed the two other guys <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. either side of me. And I was just like, I was just standing there like, okay, I haven't been moved. Um, and again, they were both in great shape. And, you know, the Spanish guys are, are really, really good as well. I think Spanish and UK are kind of like, in a way, kind of carrying the men's physique. Obviously, yeah. you've got a lot of US guys as well. But it's a, it was amazing to see how many UK and Spanish guys are doing very, very well at that top level. Yeah. So they, they again, they got both got pro cards. So, you know, hopefully I'll compete against them in the future as well. But it was just it was just such a such an amazing experience because I just didn't. I'd always wanted to get a pro card, like everyone wants to get a pro yeah. card. J more so just to say, you know, I, I am of a standard, but to to win it in that fashion was just unreal. Like, yeah. you know, I, I joke with Josh about it now, like saying, oh, I'd rather have won it at Worlds than at... <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was the, close I'll, to... I'll Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, I was very close as well. I was obviously neck and neck. I probably just had like a mm. fingertip on that pro card and then it was just yeah. quickly whipped away by Josh. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, he's, he obviously then went on to get third in... Um... Exactly. And, and so like it's well deserved and ultimately i think that like you know even with yourself like you'll get one eventually you yeah. know you you can tell when people are of a standard to get one eventually it just it's you need to it's kind of like david you know david just kept winning and winning and winning <laughs> and then you know but quite not quite there and then eventually he, he got it and sometimes you just need to like keep pushing and keep going yeah so. exactly yeah i think um yeah that that experience at the world worlds was something else um I was kind of on the outside and I remember I had no idea how it was being judged to be honest with you because obviously like from a judge's perspective um you eat or if sitting in the audience you kind of get an idea of what's going on but when you're up on stage you're kind of just focused on what you're doing you are very much in tunnel vision and um 
you know presenting yourself at its best trying to you know you get that kind of to me it almost feels like I'm running a race and uh, it's like Mm. there's competitors either side of me that kind of is what it feels so I was like on the outside I was getting slowly brought into the middle and I was like I have no idea what's going on but obviously you were in the middle uh, to begin with and then I think they did they just place you off to the side or something like yeah that? so uh, me and the guy who came second I think like halfway through they kind of like sent us off to the side and I again I just didn't know what that meant I was yeah. just you know just yeah. getting moved around and just kind of didn't really know what that meant and because I'd started in the middle just through how the lineup was like I again I didn't really know what what the situation yeah. was and yeah so it's it was a it was a fantastic experience like yeah. just unbelievable end to yeah. the season yeah absolutely absolutely and um you've you've judged have you judged um yourself did you you were at the WMBF uh, yeah I, I was supposed to judge and then yeah. there was a bit of a mix up so I didn't end up actually judging cool. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up handing out trophies which was still you know a good you know fun experience and it's, yeah. it's good just to get involved I think that like you know, I've done lots of other competitions in, in the future and I've never really felt that draw to get involved necessarily just yeah. because yeah. it hasn't been there with with uh, the thing I find different with the WNBF and, you know, with Andy and Steph is that they're, they're very much like they encourage you to get involved um, and you, you feel a little bit more a part of the community. And, and that's the thing now is that like, I think previously when I was competing in bodybuilding, I definitely felt like it was a very much a solo thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously you are competing against other people. Like there's no doubt about that. But I, I do feel like, you know, I, I get on very well with Josh. Um, and and I, th- I feel like people get on well with each other without having yeah. this kind of underlying competitor mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice to see that. That's kind of after seeing all the kind of drama that goes on and there. Uh, the IFBB and with men's physique there I'm like yeah I don't want this yeah. to happen in natural men's physique I kind of want yeah people to get on and then when obviously when you're competing like there's a time and place to be competitive and so oh, absolutely yeah yeah um definitely but it's uh, outside it's good to you know it's good to be friends <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but the interesting thing with um the although I didn't judge I did the judging kind of course thing. I think you might have been on it. As I well. did, the, yeah. The, the, the kind yeah. of the video thing. Um, and obviously actually then being there at the table as well, it, it's a, it makes you realise like what you do actually need to focus on as a competitor as well. Like yeah. everything is so quick. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, it is so quick. And one thing that they said at the Worlds during the athletes meeting, which... I tend to do anyway, but I, I'm, I'm going to focus on it even more now is like, just get into your pose as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're kind of faffing around, like you might only be holding a pose in, you know, a side pose for like five seconds. And if you're faffing around and you're actually only holding it for two or three seconds because you're doing all this fancy stuff, yeah, you're, they're not going to look at you. They're, they're, exactly. they're, you need to like be almost the first in the position. So that eye is like, right, that guy's, that guy's done. That guy's yeah. ready um so that was really interesting and like judging is just I, I've definitely got more you know respect for not that I didn't before necessarily yeah, yeah. but like more respect for judges in terms of how tough it is and yeah. how you need to make that impression like straight away yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. I think I think um especially like men's physique and a lot of guys think oh I need to be doing all these fancy transitions and I need to be 
you know, flailing my arms out and stuff like that. I'm like, no, just learn how to hit the the poses, your mandatory poses really well and just hold them. Um, mm. And I, I wasn't holding correctly in the world. And I know that I was quite nervous for that show. But um, it, yeah, you need to just hold them there. If you want to add a little bit more flair to to that kind of the transition stuff do that in your individual routine um yeah you know hold your poses there but do add that little bit of extra flair in there um but the judges just want to see your physique a lot of the time and present it well you know yeah absolutely and i think again that's that's something that i would probably suggest to you know first time no just first time competitors just competitors in general where you know you you look at the um you know the olympia and stuff and you you've got all of these but like you said like that's for the individual routine but the the judges yeah. are not judging on your transition from pose to pose like you don't obviously don't want it to be wooden yeah and you don't want to just like you know be like turning like a robot but you just want to get into that position as quickly as possible and you want to be able to hold that and have the conditioning to be able to hold that as well yeah yeah uh, because there's so many people that you know they they've got great abs for like 10 seconds yeah but they you sometimes you need to hold it for longer than that and you you need to kind of really build up the conditioning on those poses yeah th- th- this was drilled into me because i had um i had a few posing sessions with um andy Chappelle actually and mm-hmm. he um he was like it, it was right at the beginning of my um season in 2021 he was like you need to hold your abs um and he would just literally get me standing there you know 20 25 seconds just holding my abs and right at the beginning when I had those first few sessions like shit I can't hold them for any longer than like two rounds by yeah. the end because I was practicing it so much and just going through the rounds um yeah it became second nature so um yeah I, I think if the, the way I practice posing was um to begin with to build that endurance would be using like a hit timer Mm-hmm. on your phone so I just like hold 15 second rounds eight rounds of that back to back um and then just up the time um so I'd go from 15 up to 20 up to 25 seconds you know you can hold it that long it's, it's yeah definitely because you, I mean you're not holding your abs and your back poses so you you no, do have a little bit relax. of a break like you said mm-hmm. like if you have like a hit time you just you know 25 seconds on 25 seconds off but you know looking at worlds the video I mean we must have done what six to eight rounds probably yeah. I would say of like you know the the kind of the mandatory mandatory poses maybe so yeah you, you've got to be prepared for that yeah. and I think that you know if the competition is definitely if the competition is higher that you're going to be doing more and more rounds and you need to make sure that you're sharp throughout the whole thing yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you, you do see the physique starting to fade as um as the rounds go on, I've seen that a lot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. guys starting to sweat, tan starting to run, and then the midsection just slowly starting to fade away. And men's physique, such a focal area is the the midsection. So you you do really want to be able to to hold that. Definitely. Um but anyway, um do you do you have any plans for your for your pro de- debut? When when do you if if you were to compete, when do you have to compete? So, no, there's a um, so sort of this year uh, I'm going to be yeah. competing. Um, yeah. There's talk of this Dubai, so apparently a show in Dubai, um, but I don't think that's been announced yet. And I, I think that's just based on the fact they did one last year. So I'm not sure if they are actually doing one this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be honest, I I messaged the the guys at the WMBF because I was like, it says on your website you need to compete within a year. Yeah. Um, but that's only for US. Um, ah. 
because there's no like UK shows. I know there's a few European pro shows now, but because, you know, it's it's difficult and they, they can't really expect you to be, you know, flying internationally to, to compete in a show. Whereas yeah. in, in the US, they, they've got tons of shows. Yeah. So I was a little bit apprehensive. I was like, yeah, I've literally I just won that. my pro cards. Uh, I got literally I got married last year, so I was like, I'm not I'm not going to compete at the same yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> stressed stressed enough as it is. So I was always planning on competing this year, but I ended up clarifying it with them. And again, like, I'm assuming you kind of qualify for the worlds already. I don't really know. Like, yeah. I you know I I think you do. So yeah. that's on my radar. So that's that's right at the back end of the year. Yeah. Um. No, November nineteenth in in Seattle. Um, I would like to do a show before that. Um, it, but again, it just depends on logistics because there's nothing, you know, uh, th- there was talk about the UK being a pro show, but that hasn't, re- that hasn't been announced. So I'm not sure whether that's happening. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if there's sort of enough pros, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I, d- I, I definitely, the end of this year is, uh, when I'm planning on competing to 2021 for me was actually a bit of a last hurrah. Like if I didn't do well in 2021, I was probably just going to knock it on the head yeah yeah but i obviously done so well i was like yeah. well i can't <laughs> i've got to keep going now to see how how far i can take it exactly really. yeah so, yeah i'll be really interesting if there's a i hope the pro show in the uk goes ahead this year because mm-hmm. if even for men's physique now there's definitely a few uh uk pros now going around you've got um uh obviously josh yourself David now, Charlie. David, um Charlie, um, Jay. Jay, yeah. You've got Jay, um Bobby, uh Bobby Fotheringham, I think his name is. He won I don't know if he's a WMBF. I don't know. I don't I don't think he's WMBF. He's P is it PMBA or IMBA? PMBA, yeah. So he wouldn't yeah, be yeah. able. But obviously if if you held a pro show, you'd probably get a lot of Europeans coming over as well, like yeah. Spanish guys, German yeah. guys, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it would be interesting to see. I mean, my, my plan is to compete at that Dubai show if it goes ahead, hopefully, um, because that's what I've got my eyes set on. And then that is in September time. September, so if, yeah. yeah. If, if I was to win a pro card there, let's say, um, I would go on, go ahead and compete in the UK pro show if they held the pro show as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it'd be really cool to, to step on stage with, with everyone, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I heard Josh and um, David say that they might do the Dubai as well. Yeah, and they're almost doing it. And and I I quite like the thought of doing that with them as well because that, that that's another thing that I I'm finding is that th- there's more of a kind of a team mentality where you're yeah. you're going you're yeah. going away to these events as like a UK team. Yeah, and it's more of a case of like we're just going to go in force hope that almost like the Olympics, like you're not, yeah. you know, you might be competing in the same sport, but like ultimately you're just there to, you know, pick up medals, get placings. Yeah. And I quite like that vibe where everyone's just thinking, do you know what? We're just going to go over. We're going to yeah. have a good time. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. Go compete and then we'll enjoy, you know, we'll go out afterwards, you know, yeah. and, I, and I quite like that sort of camaraderie that I don't think I've really experienced before in my 10 years of competing and that's saying yeah. quite a lot really and I think I would that's... love that to be fair like yeah. I know you guys are pros and you'll be competing in the pro show but if I was to go out and compete in amateurs and you guys in the pro like it'd be great to you know get some training sessions in and um obviously compete on the day and then enjoy some time afterwards I think that'd be really good yeah 
I think that would be, be excellent. Uh, um, and then I think there's another guy, Joven. I'm, I'm forgetting him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah, just Joven, mopped yeah, up yeah. in his first season. He just won yeah. everything, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, that would be incredible to see that sort of lineup with those guys. Mm. I just don't know yeah. how how you could pick apart like those physiques on the stage, yourself obviously included in that. It would just be very difficult. Well... I, th- I think that well, th- I think this is quite interesting, and th- I think this is something that I did want to touch on. Is yeah. I watched the uh, the live stream of the men's physique um, just gone, yeah. Because I obviously, you know, I'm I'm then I'm now sizing up the other pros in in, yeah, in yeah. the medium height class. So I'm looking, and you know, I looked at the short class, and it was really interesting because the short class is phenomenal. <laughs> like yeah. the short class is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but the guy who won the overall last year, he got like third in the short class. Yeah. And and that's what I think is really interesting about men's physique. And I, I suppose to some extent, you also see that in the Olympia as well, is yeah. that you could have exactly the same physiques. And a lot, to be fair, a lot of these guys do. Like if you're competing every year, you're not going to change that much in your physique, no. let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. So the guy who, you know, it's essentially the top five were the same as the year prior, but just all switched around. Yeah, yeah. And and I just kind of I think you know a lot of people obviously get like really gutted about their placings and where they where they place, but ultimately like you could go back the next year and you'll be somewhere else. And yeah. so that's where I think sometimes you do just need to kind of keep like again like David. Yeah, he yeah. always won, but like you kind of just got to keep going. Yeah, and because if you are always in the mix, like yourself, if you're always in the mix you know it's it's not that you're going to a show where like is rubbish and there's no one else there but like you you know that like in an hour in 2021 at the world it's like you're probably going to mix that up a little bit and yeah there would be no argument yeah yeah and that's exactly. that's the that's the point and I think a lot of people they do like one show or two shows and they get really bitter about their placing but the reality is is that you know as you say I, I could go and compete against Josh and we've got you know different physiques the judges might just prefer mine because yeah. that's what they prefer yeah. that year or or whatever and it, it's you, you can't necessarily say one is better than the other and when you get to the pro level I, that's the thing it's like i don't i honestly don't think you can say in some cases like oh his physique is way better than his like exactly. they're all phenomenal physiques it's just yeah. okay it, you know he's got he's slightly more kind of square and angular whereas he's yeah. slightly more round what are we looking for and that's so yeah, I, I think that's something that I wanted to kind of touch on. That men's physique, if anything, is probably the most objective. I think so. Out of yeah, absolutely. All of the category, and again, like bikini as well. Um, yeah. I don't tend to follow that as closely, but yeah. I think that bodybuilding, it's just get as hard and as big and as shredded as possible. Yeah. Whereas men's physique, a little bit, it's very difficult. So I would just yeah. say to like aspiring men's physique competitors, if you're in the mix it only takes a different judging panel for you to be given yeah. first place yeah i i remember my coach always saying that to me he was like you know you just need to keep knocking at doors eventually mm-hmm. one will open for you um so um yeah very much the case and it's like speaking to david uh last time he was very much in that mindset let's just do as many shows as we can and obviously it turned out really well for him and and mm-hmm. And and his physique's incredible anyway, so he fully deserved that. But um, yeah, it yeah, you're in the mix, and um, it is. I think men's physique as well. It very much kind of follows a bit of trends sometimes as well. Um, 
I noticed that in like IFBB, um, you know, mm-hmm. like one year they're looking for a slightly taller, maybe not as broad physique, just got a nice taper. And then next year they're looking for slightly bigger. It very much kind of follows those trends. And if you kind of fall within that, um, then then you're going to do well. Um, but yeah, the criteria for men's physique is, is very subjective, I would say, yeah. you know, of all the classes. Yeah, because again, like the, you know, the, on the, the 2021 that we did, um, you know, I, I think personally, I think it should have been top three. Um, you know, let's take it away from the guy yeah. that came third, but like, you know, just looking at things, that, but it's just, like I said, you kind of just these kind of pawns on this thing and you could just be moved around. And yeah, uh, I, I feel like, um, yeah, if, if anyone's sort of disheartened about their placing, because a lot of people do, they get disheartened, they get a little bit kind of, sometimes they get a little bit bitter, which is understandable. You know, you've grafted for three, four, five months, you know, you've basically put everything on the line and you don't get the place that you feel that you deserve. And it's not always going to be representative of, oh, you need to improve this, or you need to improve that. It, in some cases it is, but uh, I think that sometimes it's like you just, you didn't have the look on the day that the, the, the judges wanted, but that's not to say you're not going to have the look on another day. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I mean, David, it's been a... Um, David, sorry, Harry. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on last week's episode or whenever yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've already asked you the. Normally, I ask, kind of finish with the question: Have you got advice for first-time competitors? But I know we've kind of already touched on that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to finish with a slightly different question. Um, what are your sort of two biggest life lessons? I guess you could say from competing. It doesn't have to be two. I know that's. Maybe put you on the spot a little bit there, but yeah, that's put me on the spot. Two yeah. biggest life lessons from competing. Or I any, think one any life lessons from competing. <clears throat> I think one thing that I've definitely learned from competing, and you might be experiencing this as well, and I think a lot of people experience it, is that when you have I feel like when I'm competing, I'm also focused on a lot of other things as well. Like it, it helps, it almost becomes a catalyst for focusing on on other stuff. Yeah. So, you know, being able to, you know, business tends to improve and things like that because you, you realize the benefit of having a little bit of structure and having that kind yeah. of end goal and yeah. actually then being able to transfer that onto other areas of life, it, it kind <laughs> of ends up snowballing. Um, so that's something that I definitely sort of noticed from um competing is probably the the biggest life lesson but also i think particularly going back to what we said about men's physique being subjective like you could do everything right and still not win yeah and and i think a lot of people need to realize then that there is that subjectivity like i think a lot of people feel like a failure because they didn't place or they didn't win or anything like that and it's like it's just sometimes that's just life you know yeah. like some things like you you can do it it doesn't mean that you failed it doesn't mean that you haven't worked hard or whatever like you can do absolutely everything right and nail your macros and nail your training and stuff and, and for whatever reason you just don't win so yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I think that's a big one for for a lot of people as well um and and winning and getting that prize is is not everything you know um no, no, no. It's difficult to tell because at the start of a prep, I'm always in the mindset at the start of the prep, like I don't care about my placing. Yeah. And then at the closer the competition gets, you're like, yeah. 
I'm going to win. I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've, I've not been like that, like, in the last few competitions. I've genuinely just been like, you know what, I'm not really expecting anything. But yeah. I, I remember in my earlier competitions and, like, it, it kind of ends up building that pressure. And it's yeah, it's difficult to tell people, you know. But I, I think there's, there's a lot of fitness con, um, competitors that they – yeah, they, they just think to themselves at the start, right, if I do everything right, then I'm going to place. Yeah. And that's just not always going to be the case. I think sometimes, I think it's like any sport, really. I mean, obviously, there's there's questions about whether it's a sport or not. But, yeah. you know, sometimes the sport picks you Yeah, as well. Yeah. And I think that, that goes for everything. You know, basketball player, like if you're seven foot tall, you're probably going to become a basketball player because the exactly. sport has picked you. And yeah. I think the same can definitely be said for like bodybuilding and men's physique. Like sometimes... You know, I did bodybuilding before. I think I could have been an okay bodybuilder, like in a in a lightweight category, but it just didn't really suit my kind of my personality, maybe. Yeah. And my physiology yeah. physiology. Um so you know, the kind of men's physique kind of picked me in a way. And I was just like, okay, I still want to do competing, therefore I'm gonna compete in this category because that's where I think I'm gonna do the best in. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's something to consider as well, is that sometimes the sport kind of picks you yeah no absolutely I totally agree with that I think for me it's exactly the same um men's physique just suits me well um I know I know I'm maybe verge a lot of people said to me oh you're verging on too big for, for men's mm -hmm. physique and stuff but I just think my physique suits it um pretty well mm -hmm. so um and and I love it as well I love yeah same physique, yeah so, um, yeah but anyway, Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me really on. interesting uh, discussions today. And um, yeah, um, if anyone wants to follow you on social media, et cetera, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram's probably the place. Just yeah. my name, Harry Ranson, at Harry Ranson. So. Excellent. Yeah. Cheers, Harry. Um, I'll see you guys again on the next episode. Uh, thanks very much for listening.